All right, hello, episode 71. Um, this is going to be a shorter one, but I promise you we're going to get you the next one tomorrow. Markel had to go to bed because he has a bedtime as an adult. No, I'm just kidding. It was I think it was like partly my fault. But I think this is an interesting one. Maybe not at all, but uh, I got a chance to do two open mics, so you're going to get to hear about that. Enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 71 of Joey Hates Everything with Joey Capuano. We got uh, everybody's favorite, Markel Emery. What's going on tonight? MQ. What's up? Can I call you MQ? Can I call you MQ? No, thank you. All right. It's weird as hell. That's fine. MQ? Like, what does that even, what does that mean? Major cutie. No, there was that one time we were at somebody's house, and I don't, I don't know if you were maybe on a bean or something, but you actually got pissed at me because I called you. I told somebody your nickname was Marky Mark, and that's what you're gonna go by from now on. Damn, dude. Oh, I slightly remember. Well, this is pro podcasting, right? Letting Markel go, letting Markel riff while I try and light a joint on the job. That's that's professional podcasting right there, boys. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. So a fun week this week. I don't know what happened to me. I took that acid recently. If anybody listened to that episode with um, Pastor Nick, Father Nick, and it was just the strongest shit I've had in a while, pretty much ever. And the first time I've done acid in about 18 months. So I'm sure everybody's heard at nauseum this point. I probably tripped somewhere around 100 times. This one was different. These gel tabs. If you're able to get some gel tabs and get them from somebody you trust and be safe, that's, I honestly think that's the way to go from here on out. Your mouth doesn't taste like blotter paper the entire time. Does that happen to you when you trip, Markel? Do you get that gross metallic taste uh, yeah, after sucking dude. on one of those? Dude, I mean, this I is the grossest. Shit. It's the, drugs have all this like tastes. They have a, a a taste pretty much in general to them, which is the palms of a minority. You know, like I can't explain to you how many times uh, <laughs> I would see somebody on Snapchat rolling around drugs on their fingertips. And I would just go, that's definitely what that tastes like right now. And it's under my tongue. So. Hmm. That's the granddaddy perp right there. Anyway, that acid I took sort of motivated me as gay as that sounds for whatever reason. And I've been doing a lot more content shit lately. So definitely go check out the YouTube. Just type in Joey Capuana or you can find the link on my Twitter at Joey the Viking. Follow us on there, too. Uh, Along with that, I also finally got it done after, I don't know, a decade of being a pussy about it. I went and finally did an open mic and it went generally okay. Um, everybody at the first one I did was super nice and my first joke went over very well. Then I got nervous and bombed from then on, but the guy before me did poetry. So that helped a lot. That's not a diss to him. I just, you know, it's just not like if you're going into a room to see stand up comedy and some guy gets on there and does poetry, this guy was doing freestyle poetry, like an old Marshall Mathers sitting on a stool. And people were sort of confused by it, I felt like. Am I being a dick? 
Tell no, Barkel, you're, you're a big poetry guy. The, uh, in the African-American communities that they refer to it as rap, hip hop or something like that. Yeah. What do you think about a stand-up comic who freestyles rhymes? Is that <clears throat> something you can get diggity diggity down with? Nah, bro, I told you, tell him to move his old ass on. To stand up, nice. like, it's it's comedy, bro. Markel, now that I'm in the industry, what? okay, and if you're going to come along with me on this journey, I'll call it this journey of my art, I'll just remind you, I, I need you to be nice to the other people in this industry or at least pretend to be. That's the key, is, is pretending to be. I mean, I'm not going to be mean. No, that was definitely, that was definitely, um, I, I am a part of the do better comedy open mic scene now. And so what you just did was a personal attack. You assaulted that man. And look, Hey, I, if you want to laugh, that's fine. But I just, I don't think we'll have you on anymore. Okay. Um, that's pretty much what happened to me at the second one that I went to last night. So the day started with me getting high all day, which I'm sad to say I've been failing lately at the whole no flower thing. I'm stressed out and smoking a joint right now. It was working so well, too. That's the thing. Like, I, I feel like part of the reason I was able to do so much shit this week is because I wasn't constantly inhaling actual weed. I can't remember if we talked about this. We definitely did on the last episode. But just a reminder, dabs for anybody that doesn't smoke weed, it, they just hurt more. Okay, and so that's sort of like a, a governor, if you will, like how there is on a car. I can keep myself from ripping it all day because I'm at the point now where when I smoke weed, like I don't even feel it. That's probably not a good sign. That's probably indicates that all the vaping from the summer killed every cell I had in there. And they're just like, now just send it through. Um. The way Markel is, uh, the way Markel responds to my jokes that I do on this podcast, I think really, really helped me for what happened to me last night as far as preparation goes, because that's pretty much what it was. It was just one guy in the audience from the back going, <laughs> and then every every once in a while, if there was a joke that I knew would work, I'd hear something, <laughs> and that's about it. Uh, like I like I said, the first one, the first one, I just got really nervous. Out of the two I've done so far, both times I wasn't drunk. I would say I was buzzed, like I had a few beers before, but I blacked out both times. Like I was so nervous, I can't remember anything from being up there. I couldn't even remember the jokes. Uh, apparently, at one point, I made a a pretty homophobic joke, and I didn't even try to. I was talking about this. The first one was on Valentine's Day, and I was talking about how I wish I was gay this one day a year because for gay guys, it's more like a business meeting when they it was a bad joke in the first place, but it got some sympathy laughs. And then I tried to do some crowd work where I was like, Anybody here a member of the LGBT? This is where I started bombing. I started trying to do that joke. Anybody here a part of the LGBTQ plus 21 community? I'm like talking over somebody that's trying to raise their hand. And then I asked him, I was like, I was like, 
oh, what would you go through a bad breakup lately? And she was like, yeah, I was like, what did she do? And it was clearly like it's, it made it sound like I was making fun of her for being a lesbian, which I didn't even plan to do and doesn't make sense for that joke. So I ended up doing about three minutes instead of five, I think. Um, I get off, watch the rest of the comics, get to the next spot. It's canceled because of rain. And the rest of the week just had, had got called into work. And that's the shitty part about trying to do stand up is pretty much everybody I've heard from about how often you should do it is saying you cannot do it once or twice a week. You have, you should be doing it eight times a week minimum. And I'm like, I, how the fuck? I don't even have a car. What, how am I supposed to get down there? Uh, last one, I got canceled because of rain. Got lucky. Somebody drove me. That would have been $30. Uh, last night, somebody gave me a ride over there after the first open mic, saved me some money. And apparently somebody got in a car accident over there. So canceled twice, twice, uh, two weeks in a row. And the, I think the honestly, the craziest part about that, right? We had already been told we were sitting out there just talking to the other comics. Um, and we, we had been told that it was not happening because of the car accident. And I've been in enough of those situations to just understand you shouldn't the next thing you say shouldn't be anything besides holy shit are they okay like that's what you're supposed to say no matter what when somebody gets in an accident or gets sick or you know whatever the fuck right and five minutes later more comics come out there and somebody tells them like, oh yeah it's canceled so and so gotten in an accident they're like well what if we had our own mic and it's <laughs> it's like Tim Dillon always talks about, he's like, that's the worst part about the open mic scene is these people are delusional. Like they can't see past the fact that somebody just probably is in the hospital. We're all like solemnly sitting out there wondering if this person's like alive and they're just like, is it, what if we, I do have a boom box. Um, can I just host it? With it without hesitation. She was just like, can we still do it? Um, anyway. The second open mic I ever did, I get there, right? Had no idea it's at a gay bar. Sort of threw me for a curveball just because I didn't know. And if you've never been to a gay bar before, the only part that's uncomfortable about it really is that guys are pretty aggressive when you're a dude. That's why girls like going to them is there's pretty much no chance. Unless it's just like a, a gay friendly, like an LGBTQ uh, thing in general. It's probably going to only be gay dudes right so that's why women feel comfortable there me i'm i'm like a six and i'm a, a, a somewhat straight guy so the thing about the gays is they that's their that's their thing like if big tits is is the average thing for a dude gay dudes are like want to want to turn a straight guy that's a lot of them that's like their favorite porn and uh so i was very much a target in there that night brings me up to about an eight just wearing jeans that have mustard on them and a multicolored polo sweatshirt. And there was a guy there on Molly that kept like touching my knees and stuff, but I got it. The worst part was I got into the bathroom and this is when I pretty much realized it was a gay bar. I was like, Hey, I guess it could be. This is after I walked past a bunch of pictures of dudes asses right next to a giant rooster, uh, like a you know, giant cock. And I get into the bathroom and I don't, I don't like pissing next to people, dude. I got stage fright, stage four stage fright. 
can't do it. So I go around the corner to the bathroom stall. There's no door. I was like, oh, this is, this is for sucking, this area. And so I'm trying to piss as fast as I can. Of course, there's a guy behind me within three seconds. And I was like, oh, sorry, dude. And he goes, that's no problem. I was like, oh. It is a little bit uncomfortable. I mean, you got to – I don't understand dudes that don't like when women get pissed about getting catcalled. It's like if they're not attracted to you, it's definitely going to be weird. I went to the one yeah, – I can't remember the one in downtown – Phoenix, but nobody told me that was a gay bar either. And I found out because a man, his this was through the clothes. Okay, there was no skin to skin contact, but he just kept getting closer to me, like he kept inching closer to me. And I thought maybe he was just high or drunk, but he was. I was turned north, and he was turned directly west. Like he's staring into my temple. Right, we're facing in different directions, and um, every single time I would look away to hear or like talk to somebody that was in the opposite direction of him, I would look back and he would be one centimeter closer. I mean, it was like, do you remember that Edgar Allan Poe story we had to read in middle school called A Telltale Heart? Sounds familiar. So it's about this guy. He's like a, a psycho or whatever, and he gets obsessed with steal, wanting to steal this dude's heart for whatever reason, right? And over the course of the night, he's trying to sneak his way up, and he's doing it like inch by inch centimeter by centimeter he's trying to get up to this guy's room and the guy somehow feels like him coming up there he somehow feels a presence but he can't every single time he's silent he holds his breath he's he's trying to hear but he's so scared that he can't get up so he's just trying to hear and there's nothing there and first he's trying to go back to what he's doing and he gets more and more scared until the main character gets up there kills him steals his heart that's exactly what happened here except with a gay sex act this guy, I mean, this guy, every single time I would turn my head, he would just get slightly closer and closer like a lion over the course of probably 30 minutes. And the next thing I know, he waited for me to get into like an engaged conversation as I continue to drink beer. I turn back to the right and he like he just presses into me. This was a he, he had a semi going and I think it was about six, which is very impressive. No one's going to knock him there. But I just went, dude, what the fuck? And you really don't think about that. Um, that happens to women, I think, a lot, probably. Like, probably on a regular basis. I have a friend who's 40. Yeah. And she, said, she said something to me the other day that was so crazy. I thought, she was like, I don't really get why girls think it's such a big deal. Big deal if dudes uh, grab their ass at a bar or something. It's like, they're probably just drunk. What are you going to do, sue them? And I was like, no, that's literally what is happening. Like, are you, are you serious? Like, I'm not saying you have to sue them or like take it any further than uh, tell them to fuck off. But she also did say that. She just basically was saying, I would just tell them to fuck off. But I think most women nowadays would absolutely probably cry and run out. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't. Sue. I didn't cry and run out. I cried when I got home in the shower. Now that I now that I hang out with comics and I'm in the scene, I do these jokes and I'm like, oh man, I might not actually be that, that funny. Uh, so sorry, I went into a Vietnam flashback of me getting molested again. There, um, not a good look, gays. I understand if you're you know a little bit fucked up. I bet I've been to three gay bars in my life and molested at two of them. That's insane. Just it, it's fine. 
I'll I'll get over it at some point. But I'm trying to get to the the second open mic, and I'm almost avoiding talking about it because how crazy it was. I kept making jokes in the beginning of the podcast about the Do Better Comedy show, which I had seen a few times, and I thought Do Better was maybe the bar was having them there, and there'd be like a tip thing. All the tips go to charity or some sort of cause. That is not what it fucking was. I get to this gay bar, sit down with the other comics, and I'm trying to make conversation. It's just a little bit awkward. You know, I don't really know how to act in any of these places at all yet. <clears throat> I'm trying to make conversation. And I go, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. The other two comics over there, they say, well, what are you nervous about? And I was like, I'm going to do a Chinese accent joke, and I haven't practiced it. I wrote this set like 30 minutes ago while I was high. And it, I, the second I finished that sentence, the old dude who does the poem, he goes, he goes, oh, oh, I don't, I don't know if that's such a good idea. They might, they might pull you off. I was, I thought he was joking, because this is an, this is an open mic for stand up, right? And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he goes, this is a, a do better show. I'm like, yeah, I saw that. What is that? What is that? And as we're talking about this, literally that second, this woman who looked exactly like Rose McGowan. Do you know who that is? No. There might be some people who listen to this. I think she's she was like a, in a few popular movies, but she she's like a very uh, a very major feminist type gal. And damn, I said gal right after feminist. That's she's if Brandy hears this, I'm never doing this show again. Apparently, you're not supposed to say gal anymore. Somebody told me that once. Um, but she had like kind of a, a mental break on stage where she was just like sitting with her legs open after having shaved her head and reading her book. I think she's an actor. I don't think she's a comic, but she was just there to do a book reading. And she's like, yeah, I'm Rose McGowan and I'm a woman and I'm fucking brave. And it's like, you know, that, that's how I just said it exactly how she said it. And it sounds like I'm being facetious. That's exactly how she said it. So obviously she was having a moment where she, uh, you know, I had, had a break there. I don't think she did that to be made fun of. That clip went viral, and this woman looked exactly like her. Anyway, I just thought it was funny how similar they looked and um, made a joke about it later that also didn't go well. So I'm telling them about the Chinese joke. All of a sudden, Brandy shows up. That's her name. That's the lady who runs the open mic. And let me just say this. Like, I, I'm making fun of everybody here. I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing in any of all this. All these guys pretty much did better than me when I went up there both nights. And if this woman wants to set her show up that way, it's her fucking show. That's, you know, I just disagree with it. That's all. I'm not saying that she shouldn't be allowed to do it that way. The problem is there's no indication that you, that you can't make dirty jokes. You can't make sexist jokes or anything about gender um accents uh racial stereotypes any of that and i'm going i'm gonna do it though i just wrote this i'm not the only other set i have prepared is one that's about valentine's day and that was over a week ago so i'm gonna do it and i looked this woman in the eye and just lied to her and said that yeah i agree with all the rules right and i think she even made me sign something i was drunk um yeah i think i i don't i'm just kidding i don't think that happened but I'm the third comic to go up, and after I had told the two other comics at the table the joke I was going to do, 
the other one reveals two minutes later and she didn't seem offended by the fact that I was going to do the joke in any way like that. But she had lived in China for 22 years. Dude, I've never in my entire life. And I'm just noticing this now. I'm just noticing this right now. So the funniest thing about the Chinese accent is honestly how accurate it is. Like you really it's the easiest accent to do. And English is very hard for someone who speaks that language. This girl, I swear to God, she sounded like. I, I don't even know what to compare it to. Just like anybody you would meet on the street. And she'd lived there for 22 years. This girl is 26 years old. Um, I think her name was Jolianne. Can't remember her last name. She had a good set. But she then reveals after I say I'm going to make a Chinese, uh, a Chinese accent joke that she has a perfect American accent after living there for over two decades. And also the entire premise of the joke is about the Chinese government and how it how they rule over the uh, United States and we should be thanking them on president's day. Honestly, it, it went better on stage than I'm saying right now. I'm very high. Um, we get, I, I finished telling her that and I'm up next. I get on there. I get through about halfway through the Chinese accent part. And I do this part where I'm talking about the spy balloons and I go, how fucking crazy is that to think about? If there was a little Chinese man flying around inside of the balloon, you might just be chilling at home on a Tuesday afternoon, doing whatever you do, driving by, collecting analytics and data, all the surveillance you can. You hear over the roof and you just forget about it two minutes later. Meanwhile, there's a guy in the sky saying something like, write this down, write this down at 328 p.m. He watched trans porn for over three hours. He tell his boss he could not come in today because he had heavy migraine. What the fuck is wrong with these people? And I get about half like, like the second I mentioned trans porn, which honestly I, I'll jerk off to every once in a while. It's a it's a good category. A hot trans chick fucking a regular uh, fuck a cis chick or whatever you call it, just like a, a a natural born. I don't even know how to say it honestly. I think you're just supposed to say cis female. Uh, I'm never getting back on the show again anymore, so it doesn't matter. Don't want to, um, because I go, I made that joke that I just tried to make before where I was like, she goes, nope, stop, stop, stop. And I was like, like, while I'm in the middle of the fucking joke, which is just fucking crazy. And I go, hey, I, I guess uh, Rose McGowan has had enough here. Good night, guys. And she goes, no, 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 you can stay. Just please move on to the next joke, which I respect. That was cool of her to do, but I was completely caught off guard and embarrassed. And... Um, I got, I got to the next one. I can't remember. What was the next one I did that got me pulled off again? No, so it was the Chinese accent that I did that got me stopped. I went immediately, I doubled down, went right back into the Chinese accent and uh, did the trans porn joke. And to her credit, she let me go for five more seconds of the Chinese thing. And she goes, all right, I, th I think that's enough. I was like, all right, thanks, guys. I get off. And she goes, yep, goodbye. And she didn't even really say it that shitty. This, she, for how shitty I was about <clears throat> being on her show as a second time open mic guy, like I'm, I'm, be, I'm the one that's being a dick right now, you know? Um, and she was like, all right, goodbye. And as I was walking away, I waited for the second it got quiet. And I said, <clears throat> I said, my social credit score ruined forever now. <laughs> and that one, like, it got, like, you know, three more people to laugh. This is in a gay bar, so, you, you know. 
I don't know. It's it's I think harder to make people who have had tough lives laugh when you're doing offensive stuff. But I felt like a like I felt like shit. I I was shaking so hard. I woke up and I was sore today. And I got outside to go take a piss because I just didn't want to. I knew I wasn't going to be able to piss in the glory hole stall. It's not even a glory hole. It's more it's an open floor plan blowjob station. It's like, it's, I mean, you know, we got the pantry right here and you guys don't have kids. So it's not a problem if somebody just comes right around the corner. It's, it's easier to access. I don't know why, even if you're gay, like let's say the bar was full of hot dudes. What if you had to take a shit? This was this bar was like in the middle of nowhere. You're gonna go to another establishment to take a shit? I don't know. Um, I get outside. I'm like I'm like shaking kind of hard because of how nervous I was, and I just came back too, right? And um, yeah, yeah. I I went back in afterwards, but I don't think they were uh, too thrilled with that, and I don't think that that's the sort of spot for me. That's not the type of shit I want to do. So um, I met up with this guy, KJ. I can't remember his last name. He's a comic. Says he wants to get his podcast done soon. Uh, like getting started again. I drive us over to Devil's Ab- Advocate where there's a lot of comics hanging out. That's the other kind of depressing thing about it is there's like more stand-up comics than audience members. I was not expecting there to be that many comics. Wow. I mean, we're in the fifth biggest city in the United States. And a lot of times they're, they're saying it's hard to get on stage. I was like, fuck, man. And not having a car is, is tough because I, I automatically got to come with somebody to probably a pretty popular one. Is any of this interesting? This is boring as fuck. No, it's interesting. Damn, dude. You, you're... A nice liar, like not nice in the sense that you're good at it, but you don't. It comes off as I feel like you genuinely wanted to be nice there. Um, we get there, obviously, the person I think they said they went to the hospital because of the accident they were in, and I have not felt that uncomfortable and embarrassed in a long time because I'll just be honest, and this is going to sound douchey, but it just it, I believe this in most groups of people i'm usually the only guy that's like making an effort to be funny and therefore i'm usually the funniest guy and so it's easy when you're the only one doing it and other people they don't they're not constantly trying to listen to jokes and make themselves laugh because they're mentally ill um they they more just you know go about their day and listen to normal people talk so they, it's easy to make them laugh when you're around comics, like what I can compare it to, it's like the first time you hang out with your cousins and they're teenagers. Like I've never been in that experience too much. I can I really could more compare it to the first time we hung out with the guys that were in the grade above us. You know, like uh, Miles Staniger wanted to be on the podcast this week. I think we're going to try and do that. But you remember like. I don't know, Sam Matthews and uh, what were some of those other guys? Jake Hins. Like they were, they were so yeah. much less preppy and they're like, they were way more into drugs and shit. Uh, sorry if I'm one of those guys probably has an office job now. That's, I got to stop doing that. I, Cause I don't know how to bleep anything out yet. That's not good. But um, 
I liked I thought they were so much cooler and I looked up to them because they gave way less of a fuck. They liked the music I liked and they were into doing the shit that I would do on the weekends and stuff, right? So I mean when the, you would hang out with them and it was their group of friends and it would be like me and Taylor Paul a year younger and just getting into weed for the first time where as these guys are like veterans. I remember one time one of the most embarrassing moments I ever had in front of like an upper class when I took sign language. And so I was a sophomore and there was upperclassmen and some freshmen in there, but it just happened to be some of the hottest girls at our school were all, from different grades were all in that class. And it was, you know, this didn't usually happen where I was the first one to have smoked weed in a group of people that were talking. But this one kid was like, dude, I was so high the other day when I came in, I fucking, I thought they were going to catch me because I smoked right before I got in. And I just went like, like a fucking eight-year-old. I went, you smoked before you went to school? <laughs> oh my God. And everybody looked at me and they all, I think this was like a year past 2013. So you couldn't say faggot anymore, but they were all going faggot in their heads. And this one girl, I was so embarrassed. She goes, you know, like it doesn't fuck you up that much, right? And I was like, mm, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> No, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. Oh my God. I didn't speak for like the next three days. Um, anyway, sign that's, language. yeah, in sign language, Mrs. Timmer's class, she was, I wish we were recording. They're just, see, do more of that. Anytime you think of that, I want you to, I want you to kick a little joke out there when you can. Um, because that one was good. I'm just really high right now and can't focus. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we. Th what I was saying was that's the feeling I felt in front of them. Like, I told them that Chinese joke and all of that. I just all of a sudden blacked out again because all I could see was 30, like, like seven people I just met. Seven people I just met all staring back at me frowning. <laughs> Where even if you, because Markel, like you don't, your thing is not trying to be funny. You wouldn't say that, right? Right. Um, but you in your life have tried to make jokes in front of someone you look up to and you just, that you kind of bomb, right? You've experienced that? Probably. Now imagine it's front, in front of seven people you just met who are funny for a living. And it's like, oh my God, dude. It was extremely, extremely humbling. Even when you do that in front of people like just your family and they don't get it, somebody will awkwardly smile or something, or it's just not that awkward because you know the people. Like, I wanted these guys to like me so bad. And I was on 35 milligrams of Adderall and six beers. You know, I had fucking been in the bathroom doing breathing exercises because I was nervous to do the second open mic after bombing the first one. And so all that energy pours out into me trying to be funny in front of these guys while a little bit fucked up. And I just, there was multiple times where they were like, <laughs> or nobody laughed at all. But there were a few times where I got them to laugh. What was so embarrassing was I kept asking them comedy questions. And I, I dude, I sounded like. I sounded like a choir kid talking about choir. I was like, and so 
And so what advice would you have for someone who's having issues finding late night spots? And like, I could just see it in their eyes. They were being nice. You know, I mean, I've heard so many times from comics that talk about like, yeah, when I would try to do open mics for the first time, that's just sort of what they do is to, to, you know, I don't know, haze you a little bit is they won't laugh at their jokes because comedians are you're almost forcing yourself to laugh. You're like laughing for the other person. I, when Nick Johnson was out here, I had not talked to him in person in like two years or whatever. And he was, he's one of my best friends. I forgot what it was like to genuinely laugh at things. You know what I mean? And so in the average conversation, if you're somebody that's like try, always trying to make people laugh, you're pretty much never really laughing at things. I don't know. Does that sound, do I sound like an insane person for that? So you don't really laugh? No, it's very, it's very, very little. Um, even when I watch funny YouTube videos, like I don't even smile. What the hell? Honestly, dude, like as I'm saying that, it's it's still, it's still the most I've ever experienced that in my life. And I think that's because I'm not in person around my actual friends, but this is also like the happiest I've ever been. I don't know. I don't know what, what the deal is with that. Anyway, but you don't laugh. I really wish I hadn't gotten high before this. That's been a major theme this past week as my tolerance has gone back down. So, um, I feel like I sounded incredibly gay this entire episode. What do you think? Sounded like a fairy. Oh, is that a, is that a reference to my YouTube video? You got, I got, <laughs> dude, it got seventy four views on Famous now. Obviously, you're referencing the no homophobic way. joke. Yeah, and obviously you're refer- you're you're referencing the homophobic joke I made to a guy dressed as a fairy. Which we can get into um, on the second half of this. What do you feel? And you want to do another forty minutes or what? Um, I I really can't. That's all right, bro. I think this was great. We'll just we'll just um, because I can edit now. Can do like, it tomorrow. That's what I was gonna say. Like I'm, I got the same schedule tomorrow, so any time that would work for you, pretty much is fine for me. All right. All right. So on the on the second part of this episode, we will then talk about the Renaissance Festival that I attended uh, with a couple of friends of mine. Actually, one friend of mine, and then two people that hated me that I met for the first time. That ha- happens to me a lot. That happens to me too much, dude. And that's where I think a lot of the self doubt comes from. Um, but it's because I'm overly aggressive with the fake confidence slash trying to be funny. There's some people that I would say about 50% of people love that and they like eat it up and it makes me want to do it more to the point where they do get annoyed or, you know, there's, there's some portion in there that kind of like it. And then the rest of them are like, dude, I don't have the energy for this. Like, what are you doing right now? I don't even remember what my point was. Oh yeah. We were with this couple and uh, they found out as I was getting into the car that I was going to be doing a video. And, if you know, I think everybody knows what the Renaissance Festival is at this point. It's basically Game of Thrones was somehow more ridiculous. It's people, it's like, you know, fat, 
nerds dressing up as they're faggots. No, 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 no. See, Markel, we talked about this, right? If you want to work in this business, that you can't go. That's their right. They're 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 experiencing. It's almost gender euphoria, but you want to fuck video game characters, and I don't know who you are to be against that. Come see me at new, new saloon, um, right in right in good old Phoenix. I think it new is short for nude. Like it's acceptable that you have your cock out in the bathroom, and if that system is working for them, I respect that. I just don't like the idea that there was only one stall, and if somebody's taking a shit, I mean that automatically ruins any hookup that was going to be in there. But the bar is set up so that there's a lot of corners. There's a lot of areas. To get down and dirty with a dude. Um, yeah, I went to the run fair. Didn't tell this couple that was driving us out there that I was going to be doing the video until we got there. Um, until I got in the car, right? And my friend was so embarrassed pretty much immediately. Like three seconds in, I'm letting these guys know that I'm not going to be... I don't know. That I'm, I'm letting them know that I'm an attention-seeking whore by understanding that the two of them definitely don't use nicotine based on looking them in the eye once and going, would anyone like a nicotine toothpick? See, this is what I'm talking about. That's funny, but I got nothing out of it. I got nothing. My friend goes, oh my God. And I wore a suit because I wanted, I wore like a, a suit that I didn't iron. It was just sitting in my closet for like three months. Uh, and I just kind of, you know, brushed my hair together real quick. Didn't shave because I wanted it to be like sort of an Eric Andre vibe. That's what I do with everything, by the way. I, everything you, that I jo- joke about, every joke I make, every video I make, it's stolen from something. No idea is original. Is like just literally, especially not mine. Um, but we walked around. I, I forced her to film me as much as I could until she got bored. And we split up and I ended up walking around ghouls and goblins and um, and everything like that for, to do my video and interview them. So go check that out on the YouTube. And then Markel and I will finish this episode up to model.